Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on this Thursday morning. You heard it at the top of the hour news. They tried to throw him out of Congress. Our guy, Congressman George Santos, back in the news. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. I mean, I'm just going to go defend myself. I made a mistake, and I think humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes. I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. Well, I mean, once in our life, or in the case of Santos, all of the times he's ever spoken. (laughs) I love that line. You know, once in our life, we just make make mistake. Or every day. And make up everything about ourselves. (laughs) Freshman New York congressman who made up everything about himself in the run-up to his election, his ethnicity, his origin story, his claim to have played collegiate volleyball. Yeah. Fake, 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 all fake. Everything. But accusations against him have grown well beyond the trivial. Santos has pleaded not guilty to 23 federal counts. He's accused of stealing people's identities, making unauthorized changes on his donors' credit cards, and lying to federal election officials. The House Ethics Committee is also set to announce next steps in its investigation. ABC's Andrea Fujii there. So the House fell short of expelling him. Needed two-thirds majority to throw somebody out, and they fell short in that Wednesday night vote. Why? (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand. Who's well, there, friends with this guy? There may be, and a number of uh, congressmen and women voted present, so they didn't take, they didn't want to cast a vote. Yeah. Santos's defense, at least in terms of this in particular, was it's about due process. I haven't okay, been convicted of true. anything. All right, we'll give you Yes, that. there are these charges. I'm defending myself. Mm-hmm. I pled not guilty. Here's Santos after the vote. I don't run away from this process, but the, the, the notion of wanting to, to have a predetermined outcome is wrong. So that's his defense, okay. at least as it applies to being expelled. Hey, this is all playing out. You don't know the outcome of this yet, and you don't yeah. have the right to do any of this stuff. Also, after the vote, though, Santos went to X, formerly Twitter, and posted, We all have rights under this great constitutional republic. I will fight for our right to uphold them till my last dying breath. <laughs> so broad. Along so with that, brave. a now-deleted photo of himself wearing a crown... <laughs> Like a king's crown and the words, if you come for me, you best not miss. (laughs) What does that mean? And it's been deleted. He took the picture down? Yeah. ABC News cited it. I went on Twitter to find this photo. It's no longer associated with his original post, but there are screen grabs all over. Hmm. So this happened. And he's a Republican. Republicans' votes ultimately saved him as they have that slim majority falling short of the two-thirds they needed for expulsion. So they did miss this time. Santos still facing those federal charges and an ethics committee investigation. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. I have no clue of what you guys are talking about. Six twenty-four on Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. Been waiting to share this with you. Cool show coming to the Paps Theater. Lorena McKennett, singer-songwriter. You know her work. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, You know her music if you hear it, if you don't know the name, right? A beautifully haunting, if you will, kind of Celtic sound with other influences mixed in as well. Cool stuff. She is touring the U.S. for the first time in eight years. And I had a chance to talk with her about what song she's going to play on the tour and the surprising fan base she has in Europe. My 
entry into your music was Book of Secrets. Highwayman, okay. Dante's Prayer, Mummer's Dance, I like, love them all, bought the CD. So what is your set list on this tour? What are we all going to hear? Well, the first set is uh, a collection of pieces from across the catalog, including probably my most recent studio recording, which is called Lost Souls, but we never toured on the United States. And uh, then the second set is we're, we're performing the visit from in complete uh, completely from top to bottom and in order so the, that's how the second set will fall the man comes riding 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 the man comes riding up to the olden Talking with singer-songwriter Lorena McKennett. She is coming back to Milwaukee for a show at the Paps Theater on November 7th. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate writers and storytellers. What is what is your muse for your writing? There's no question that I have a deep appreciation for what history has to teach us. So through the vehicle, the history of the Celts has offered me an amazing a geographical and historical path to explore and draw inspiration from. But I'm also looking for those connections or those elements of history that may have a very contemporary relevance. How about what you listen to? Do you have a guilty pleasure that something sort of that people wouldn't believe that you listen to? (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, I think the widest that has ever gotten was just having a deep passion for, say, Tom Waits. Um, I I mean, I'm old enough to go back and appreciate, oh, Peter Gabriel and Dire Straits. And, you know, I do know that there's a number of heavy metal fans, particularly in Germany, who come to our concerts. That's interesting. What do you think attracts European metalheads to your music? Uh, I'm not sure. It might be this kind of... I mean, early on, there seemed to be some uh, connection between a kind of period music, not just Celtic, but this very modal music that uh, uh, that might be connected to Baroque or Gothic, or I think it comes in a bit through the Gothic romanticism, but they, they do. I mean, I've been interviewed and featured on heavy metal magazines, and it's quite, it's quite interesting. Lorena McKennett, her show is November 7th at the Paps Theatre in Milwaukee. Great venue for that. Tickets available at Paps Theatre Group. 642 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thursday, right? That's right. Here we go. Hero Day. Everyday Hero. Presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living. Transforming the culture of care. Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living. So this is when we celebrate that average John or Jane Doe, right? They had no idea when they got up that morning that they were going to save a life that day. Today, Vince, we head to Idaho. Joe Aguayo, he's a truck driver, was driving his route in North Idaho like he always does when he noticed a woman wandering on the side of the road. And he looked and he was like, something ain't right there. I came around a corner and she was standing on the fog line and just everything about me was like, something's wrong. The voice in your head was like, hey, you need to get help. Her head was shaved. She was wrapped in a towel, had very little clothing on. And he was like, this isn't right. I got to get, I got to fix this. So he uh, was talking to KTVB about it there in Boise. 
He didn't have mobile service, so he raced to the nearest call box. So I floored it to the nearest call box, got the state troopers on the line, and got them down there as fast as they could. Idaho State Police responding right away. Come to find out that she was a human trafficking victim. I can't imagine what it would be like to go through what she went through and the horror that she had to endure. She was drugged, her head was shaved, very little clothing, wounds on her body, and they were able to save this woman. Aguayo telling KTVB that like this wasn't the first time that this has happened. I was told from the officer that this is the second victim that was found in this area. So when I'm on this route, I'm always on, on a constant alert of what is around me. So how about that? What's he doing now? He's looking for more. He's trying to help when he's actually on the route, knows that he can help find and save somebody. So now whenever he's running his route, his eyes are open. He's looking because this has happened now twice. Well, and if it's a sophisticated trafficking operation, people might have been out looking for her. Had, like, hadn't been for Joe, right. hadn't yep. been for the intervention, mm-hmm. she might be right back in that horror. And all it is, is you see something, you say something, something didn't look right, he knew he had to make the call, and he saved delay. So thank you, Joe Aguayo. Good job, Joe. Everyday Hero. Presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. At 6.53, our teammate from ESPN, Milwaukee, Jen Lada, in the house this morning on, what, several hours of sleep? So cranky. Oh, Good. I, no, I, I like cranky Jen. I feel like I'm just I'm going to definitely yell at somebody Good, today. Right. I'll take the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Why, four why? hours. Four hours of sleep. Why did you get four hours of sleep? I landed at O'Hare at midnight from Seattle and then made the drive home, which, by the way... At one in the morning, you can get from O'Hare to Mequon <laughs> in about an hour plus. Yeah, okay? impressive. Just la, few, la, 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 I'm not here to shades <laughs> over an hour. That's pretty good land speed record yes. there. Well done. Hey, we j- can I ask you, we just had the story about Bobby Knight passing away, and he's such a controversial coach because, on the one hand, he was so hyper-entertaining to watch. He said crazy stuff all the time. On the other hand, I wonder, as a parent, like, but I want my kid to play for Bobby Knight. Some players who played for him loved him. They loved to get yelled at. They didn't mind getting screamed at and chairs tossed. And others just were like, I can't handle it. It's a different generation. Um, you know, my dad was a coach. He was a high school coach. And he came from that old school. Like, you know, I, I tell a story and, you know, I adore my father. He, you know, my biggest fan and person that I probably am closest to in life. And we lost him last year. But he was that old school, tough nosed. He was a cross country and track coach. And he would some days run behind his athletes and kick them in the behind if he didn't think they were going fast enough, right? And so, like, yes. um, that you can't do anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, can't and he kick was, kids anymore. Correct. And he was kind of in that transition of old-school style yeah. coaching, and then there was this new, hey, maybe that's not the most beneficial thing. Yeah. I don't think anybody really likes being coached that way, if I'm being honest. I think they like the results, or I think they like that they were successful, and then they say, well, I didn't mind it, it was fine. It probably got the best out of you, but I think we know so much more now about how to motivate kids, how to motivate young men, that we don't need to do those things anymore. So, I mean, look, we're, you're, we're all parents, and we parented, not we, but 
the previous generations parented very differently than many people do today as well. We just have more resources. So I understand why he will always be a very um, iconic and polarizing figure in sports. I don't think there's any excuse for anybody to try to mimic the Bob Knight way of coaching now. That's interesting because my dad also track and cross country coach in high school. So I'm a coach's son too, and I think how many things, butts did he right? kick? Huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he ever kicked kids, but he certainly was a motivator in more of that old school way. But I look. What's interesting is my son runs cross country now, and I look at how he coaches him. And granted, that's on an individual basis as opposed to a team. But the things he says to motivate him, how he works with him, and I'm like. That's not the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Where were you right. 30 years ago? <laughs> but I don't know which is more effective. I mean, like, certainly I, I, I am convinced he could not have reached my son, my young athlete, the way he reached me in the, in the same fashion because they're just they're different now. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I talk about this a lot with my parent friends about similarly like corporal punishment in the home. Like, I don't, you know, a lot of us got spanked when we were kids, right? And like just personal choice, we have chosen not to spank our children. And here's part of the reason why, guys. I think I am smart enough to be able to parent on a different level. I think I'm smart enough to be able to use my words and, you know, other dynamics that we've created in the household to be able to parent in a different way. And I think coaching is a lot like that. A lot of it used to be grabbing guys by the collar pulling them in, spitting in their face to articulate. Yes. And here's the interesting part, guys. How often do we talk about Matt LaFleur as a coach? Now, this is at the professional level, not the college level like Bob Knight was. But we always go, where's the fire, Matt LaFleur? Yeah, yeah. Get, in, get in some get guy's face. face. You know, go. Give us the Dan Campbell where it's very obvious that you take this seriously. So look at us. We're like, don't be Bobby Knight. But also there's True. some criticism of the way that Matt LaFleur has chosen to coach as well from a personality standpoint. All right. Hope you get some sleep. Uh, <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what? Isn't that the th- isn't that the truth? If you're coming off of like a bad sleeper or not a lot, they're like, oh, get a nap in today. I'm like, nope. Not going to happen. <laughs> the rest of the day is a train wreck. 6.58. Thanks, Jen. We'll do the business headlines up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal, Sean Ryan.